Hi, and welcome to a demo of the new Siri Touch Remote version 2. And while I don't have an Apple TV 4K, because I don't particularly want one, I thought I'll just give you at least, as far as I know so far, the amount of stuff I've been able to find out about the Siri Touch Remote, because as far as voiceovers accessibility is concerned, there doesn't seem to be much written about it as far as I can find. So i will just going to give you a physical description of the actual remote itself for the demo. I'll talk about some of its basic navigation, or not basic, but its navigation options, and then we'll talk about some voiceover-specific navigation. And I just woke my Apple TV up. I've got the Siri Touch remote in my hand, and it's actually quite a substantial size now, so it's a bit longer than the original Siri Touch Remote, and it's made of aluminum, of course, or as we like to say in Australia, aluminium, mate. So you've got this long, fat, thin remote control for Siri. And on the right-hand side towards the top, you have a nice, long Siri button. And that's all there is on the sides of the Siri Touch Remote version 2, except for the bottom, which, of course, has the lightning connector. Coming to the front business face of the Siri Touch Remote, if you can think about the old Ur Siri remote that had the click wheel. Well, this is what it's like now with the Siri remote. So you've got the surround click wheel, but it also allows you to drum roll, physically press the up, down, left, and right to go up, down, left, and right arrow keys. And then of course the selection bit in the middle allows you to click to activate something on the screen, whether it's an app or a control. Besides allowing you to sort of like, you know, left, right, up and down and click in the middle, that little select part in the middle is also a touch surface. So you can actually flick up, down, left and right on that as well. So if I flick it across with my finger. App Store, row one, column two, top TV, row one. That's just me flicking left and right. I'm going to flick down. TV shows. That's me flicking back up again, but I'll get on to how that works in a minute. So below that round pad, two columns of buttons so the left hand column going from the top to the bottom you've got a good old menu button which has always been there the next button in the middle has now changed because on the old Siri remote that used to be a Siri button well that's now the play button now and then the one below that is your mute button that's on the left hand column on the right hand column you've basically got two buttons that you had in the previous Siri touch remote you've got the right hand side you've got the home button at the top and you've got the long volume up and down rocker volume control. And then up the top right hand side, still on the front face in the corner there, you've got a round on off button, which turns the Apple TV stroke TV on and off. Let's talk about some basic navigation options. Let's just start from the normal stuff. I'm gonna press the down arrow on the round D-pad thing. TV shows, row two, column one. Computers, row three, column one. That was me going down arrow. I'm going to press up arrow. TV shows. And remember, two, I'm pressing one. up arrow on the round circumference top part of the round clicker wheel. Football. Right arrow on the click wheel on the right. App store, row one, column two, top business, row one, column three, touch arcade, row one, column four, top shelf content. Okay, available. and I press the left arrow. Fitness, row one, app store, row one, column two. TV, row one, column one, top shelf content available. Okay, so up, down, left and right all work. Now I can do the same thing that I did briefly when I was talking about the physical controls. I can flick my finger across the selector. App 
store, row one, column two, top fitness, row one, column three, arcade. And by the way, this really feels like you've got such good control over that movement now. It's amazing. It really is a lot more responsive than what the trackpad on the Siri Touch Remote version one was doing. Fitness, row one, app store, row one, TV, row That's me going back to the left. I'm going to flick down so across the select touch area in the middle. TV shows, row two, column one, computers. Row three, column one, ten play, waiting. Row four, column yeah, one. Yeah, it's kind of updating itself. So I'm going to flick up. Computers. Row three, TV shows. Row two, column one, TV. Row one, column one. If you wanted to activate something, I can just press select in the middle of the click wheel, and I've just selected it. Menu. Top TV shows. Tab two of five. And if I wanted to go back, of course, I just press the home button itself above the volume up and volume down control on the main part of the actual serial mate here we go press the button now tv shows row two column one i'm not going to personally worry about mute because i don't particularly want to mute my tv uh so we'll leave but basically it's mute on and mute off which is pretty self-explanatory the volume and volume down is pretty self-explanatory you press the up part of the volume up and it goes louder you press the bottom part of the volume remote and it goes softer Play pause in the middle on the left hand side in the column is basically exactly the same what it used to do let me just our series, so the series on the right hand side towards the top. Play some chill out music. Open chill music now playing. Alert. Time pass. Cow. Time pass. Single. Okay, now if I press play, it stops it. And if I press play again, that should restart it, shouldn't it? And guess what? It didn't. I don't quite know what's going on there, but you would imagine if you press play to pause something, you could actually press play again to start it. The menu button on the top left hand side of that column, so remember we've got menu, play, and then mute. If I press the menu key three times, of course, one, two, or three, voiceover off. I've accessed the shortcut to turn voiceover off, pressing the menu key in again, then one, two, or three. Voice over on. NASA. Recently updated. Okay. Alright, and of course, if I go and open up settings, I'm just going to use Siri to do it. Open settings. NASA accessibility button. And of course I'm going to go press the menu button to go back. NASA. Recently updated. And I'm back to my home screen. So that works the way it normally did, of course, on the previous Siri touch remote there's no change there and of course if I hold in the home button sleep button one of four that brings up the sleep control so I've got sleep button one of four if I flick down across the touch area now playing time pass cow time pass single button two of four that's what's currently playing flick down playback destination button three playback of four. destination and that said three or four how do I get to the fourth one let me flick to the right search Button four of four. Ah, there we go. Of course, you flick to the right. <laughs> no, why wouldn't you? It's home by itself. NASA recently updated. Row seven, column one. It will take a little bit of time for your muscle memory to get used to the Siri Touch Remote. I keep hitting the mute button on the bottom left hand side again because on the previous Siri Touch Remote, that was the play button. And then I press the play button in the middle because that's where the Siri button used to be. So that's basically the navigation around with the Siri Touch Remote. Let me move on and have a bit of a chat about voiceover in specific how it works with the click wheel and the touch surface in the middle so the way voiceover works with the siri touch remote is interesting if i want to use the rotor 
for voiceover, what I do is put two fingers on across either side of the click wheel surrounds and then twist. Mute alerts, hints, sounds, audio ducking, volume. Okay. Audio ducking. Now I'm rotating any clockwise now. Hints, mute alerts, characters, words, speaking rate, volume, speaking rate. Okay. Now if I flick up and down across that touch area. Computers, row three, column now, one. That's what's just happened. It's come out of the rotor when I flicked up and flicked down. All right. So what you've got to be careful about, let me just do it again. Speaking rate, 52%. Just do it fairly quickly. If you wait around and talk, it'll time out, which it just did there. I guess from a usability point of view is nice. Let me just do it again. Let me just flick across to the right normally. Three, so that's two. Apple events. So now I'm going to rotate on the rotor. Two fingers on the, so the outside of the scroll reel. Words. Speaking rate. So I'm going to just speaking rate, click up and click down, that's all going good. Then I'm going to take my fingers off, and then you can hear basically quick now turn it off. So if I, I can flick again, and it's back to normal. So let me do it one more time. So I'm going to rotate on the click wheel. Now I'm not going to touch it at all. And you can hear it come off again. So just be aware that's what's going to be happening. Um, otherwise... Let me just turn it back on again. Audio ducking. Now if I flick across, I've turned it off, but you'll be wondering sort of what's happening. Column and then it's one. gonna work in different ways. So let me just do it again. The click wheel, it's round, and flick. So as soon as I flick across, it turns it off. But if I rotate, Hence. okay, Sounds. let's go back to speaking right now I flick down 47 52% I can use that flick up and flick down for the rotor but as soon as I flick to the right it will leave it it'll turn the quick nav off if you like and if I cause wait it'll also turn the quick nav off so it's one of those things that you're just going to have to get used to and how it's working at any one particular stage all right so that's the first thing to do with the voice over interaction with the the click wheel on the outside of it and I wasn't pressing down, I was simply just rotating around like you would do on your normal home screen of, your, say, your iPhone. All right, the other thing you can do is if I do a two-finger triple tap on the D-pad, one, two, three. Exploration. I've turned exploration mode on. If I do it again with two fingers three times, one, two, three. Navigation. I've turned it back to navigation mode. And, of course, again, to do with Siri, you can turn voiceover on and off by also using Siri. So if I do... Turn off voiceover. Voiceover off. Now remember when voiceover is not active, you won't get the beeps when you're holding the Siri button, right? So now if I hold in the Siri button, turn on voiceover. Voiceover on. Computers. Row three. Column one. What time is it? It's 1028 a.m. Okay, so you only get those confirmation beeps when you've got voiceover on. So the only two things I can't find out how to do yet so far, and again, I'll do this in the follow-up Siri Touch version 2 demo, is how to move apps around on the app screen. And the other one that I can't seem to do, scroll through a movie. Uh, again, I'll do that in the follow-up. So there you go. That's a demo of the Siri Touch Remote version 2. I must say, overall, I love using this one because one thing that I always didn't like about the, the Siri Touch Remote, because the bottom and the top felt exactly the same with the trackpad, you weren't quite sure which way it was up. So I wish they would have gone to USB-C, and I wish they also would have put a U1 chip in it as well. 
but overall it actually feels really nice in your hand it's actually quite weighty actually it's a bit easier in some ways to hang on to than the previous Siri touch remote that will do me for this demo for now I do have a few things to follow up in the next demo about the Siri touch remote but for now as I normally say in all my podcasts thanks for listening and bye for now Apple Watch. Talk to you folks later.